What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. Sorry about my voice sounding kind of funny, you know, again. <clears throat> Summertime is officially here. Everything in this desert is beginning to bloom, and it is driving me absolutely batshit fucking crazy. Let me be like 110% honest with you right now. If I had the choice to be anywhere else but this valley right now, I probably would take it because, dear God, I hate it when everything starts blooming. My, my allergies get bad. I can, I literally, like, cannot even breathe half the fucking time. <laughs> like, I, I have to wake up and the first thing I do is take, like, two Benadryl. And then I smoke a bowl and proceed to do nothing on my days off from work. Which, by the way, guys, sorry for the irregularity in the uploads. It's been a, uh, it's been a long week. And the, the the best way I can describe it is I've basically been, like, back and forth at work doing a graveyard shift and then a day shift the following day, like, twice in a row. So it's 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 been kind of rough. I have literally slept maybe, like, maybe, if I'm lucky, like, 12 hours over the course of the last, like, five days. It's It's been interesting, to say the least. But anyways, guys, I'm back. We're uploading again. I'm here. So, without further ado, let me get into packing an actual bowl this time, because you know what? The, this, this dizzy is okay, but I just, I gotta have some of this. And this one is, ooh, a crinkly bag. Forbidden Skittles, and it's testing at 29.9%, 24.61% THC. And I am so, so ready to get into this. It is a hybrid, for those of you wondering. Because uh, I did sleep last night, and this is actually the wake and bake for me. Anyways, these bags are kind of hard to get into, though. They have this little, like, slot that you have to put your thumb in. Like, I appreciate the uh, ingenuity of making it even more childproof for somebody like me. But, uh, it smells good. Definitely has that, like, the, the... Again, guys, I, I hate to bring this up and we have to rehash this. God, my voice is turned absolutely all the way down to low. I am so sorry. That is that is not what I sound like. This is this is more what I actually sound like. I, I, I bumped a key or something and made my voice sound like insanely low for that entire part, but I'm going to leave that in because I think it's funny. But anyways, it does smell kind of citrusy. And, uh... I'm not one of those people that tries weed like people try wine and it's like a fine aroma of chocolate liquor over liqueur. Is it liqueur or liquor? Chocolate liquor. I don't know. That sounds disgusting anyway. I've never heard of wine being described as chocolate. By the way, I literally just smoked another bowl like 20 minutes ago. So uh, I can tell you this stuff, it is not the, uh, the strongest weed I've ever had, but it has been very uh, mellow. For lack of a better word. Or I shouldn't say the weed's mellow, but the weed makes me mellow as fuck. So anyways, I'm going to turn the music up for a sec, pack a bowl, and then we're going to get into today's topic, which is going to be, again, Stoner Jobs Part 2. And this is just going to be a few tips and tricks on how to get away with, you know, being like that pothead at work. And what you definitely should and definitely should not do. And the false uh, things that I've discovered throughout my entire career of being a stoner. Where people are like, oh, if you do X, Y, and Z at work, you'll never get caught. Or if you do X, Y, and Z to pass a drug test, you'll pass a drug test every time. Okay. I'm going to crank this up, pack this bowl, get into the wake and bake, and I'll tell you a few stories 
from my own experience as someone who has worked retail since I was like 18 and before that worked like a weekend job at an auto shop which by the way was hell but give me one sec and I'll be right back enjoy the music And you know what? We're coming back into it with a fresh bowl packed. I seriously need to invest in one of those things that they make for the desk. That's like the little jelly roller thing. That like if you're packing bowls and you're getting like little bits of weed on your desk. There's this little jelly roller you can get. That literally just roll it over any surface and it picks up like all the dog hair, all the cat hair. Any like little bits of weed or like tiny pieces of chips or candy that you've dropped on the floor. And it just kind of... Makes it a whole lot easier to clean it up. But anyways, let's get into this bowl because I am actually super excited to smoke this. Especially since I just cleaned my pipe and she is nice and shiny and about to taste good. Alright, ooh, I did not mean to exhale directly into the mic, but damn. That shit good. Where's my water? There it is. I just bought a giant water bottle. Tell me how you like this sound. That's a 64 ounce hydro flask, my guys. Put that on the desk. You'll hear it every fucking time I set it down. But anyways, so. I digress. I'm being, I'm being loud and obnoxious tonight. I, I shouldn't have smoked too much before recording this, but you know what? We're here now. Anyways, so ticks, ticks, tips and tricks. Ticks, tips and tricks together. I guess that makes sense. Tips and tricks on how to be like a smoker at work, but not get like caught up, not get in major like, oh shit, I'm getting fucking fired levels of trouble. Rule number one is going to be like, okay, most places that you can work at, at least in California and states where it's legal, I've had bosses tell me, like, there's zero tolerance policy, like, you can't smoke weed if you work here, you can't do this if you work here. But then, like, every store normally has, like, at least one or two potheads that work there who are like, sup. And you already, you, you know immediately once you start working somewhere, you a thousand percent know right away who the stoners are, and you can always tell. For example, when I got my, one of my first jobs ever, besides the thrift shop, that was for, like, you know, the charity organization. But when I was got a second job and I was working at Panera Bread for a while, so many fucking people that worked there smoked weed, it wasn't even funny. And, like, I was still in that mindset, like, at this point in time, I was, how old was I when I started working at Panera Bread? Like, maybe 19, 20. It was right before my kid was born, so around that, around that era of my life. And... Man, I immediately knew right away who all the stoners were because people would be like, oh, I'm going to go take a smoke break. And I'd be like, smoke what? Like as a joke. And the stoners, the stoners would always turn at you and go, uh-huh, so you smoke. And I, you could always tell because if you, ask a, if you ask a cigarette smoker, like, do you smoke? They're like, well, yeah, I smoke cigarettes. If you ask like a weed smoker, do you smoke? And they're like, oh, smoke what? It's it's the same thing every time. Everyone's seen the memes about it on the internet and shit. 
Besides the fact that because it's Panera Bread and they make delicious food, especially the mac and cheese, and the, what is it, the, the, the Parmesan chicken something or other that they had there when I was working there, it was a sandwich, alright, it was, it was amazing, it was one of God's gift to sandwiches, especially when we put bacon on it, or I would ask them to make that sandwich, but instead of chicken, I'd ask them to put like the little steaks, like the sliced steak on it, oh my god, dude. We used to take that steak, throw it with a tortilla or two, onto some wax paper, and make steak and cheese quesadillas in the back on the fucking presses that you would use, the, the panini press that you would use to make the paninis. We would be back, we would be back there making fucking quesadillas and shit on it. It was amazing, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. Especially because at this point in my life, like, carts, I knew, like, I don't even think carts were, like, a big thing at this point. This was when vaping was still, like, kind of coming into its own. Excuse me. But yeah, this is this is when, like, vaping was still kind of coming into its own. Like, everybody didn't vape yet. Like, vaping was still kind of like, oh, why would you vape when you could just smoke a fucking cigarette? Like, it was, it was that talk. It was that discussion that everybody had with every single person that hit a vape. So, carts weren't a thing. If we wanted to smoke at work, you were smoking flour or you were smoking wax. Like, there was no, like... Or you could take an edible, I guess, but, like, and again, most of the edible companies that are around now weren't even, like, present back then. Most of the dispensaries that I had been to at that point only sold flour and concentrates. And, like, yeah, they had edibles, like brownies, like house brownies and shit like that, but it, it, it was nothing compared to the major manufacturers, like, out in L.A., San Francisco, Northern California, Washington, especially Washington, like, I've seen a few videos, and apparently the edibles from Washington just hit a whole nother level of different. Never experienced it myself. Really wish I fucking could. But, um, yeah, like, if we want, if we wanted to get stoned at work nine times out of ten, we were smoking flour. That's the whole point of what I'm trying to say. And you'll know, especially if you're used to doing this. Then you know that... Flour has this aroma to it that you can't. Sometimes some people, if they don't know what weed smells like, they'll just be like, "Oh wow, like what do you smell like? Is that like sage or something?" That is the sound of a monster opening. Yep. But to the people that smoke weed and know like what you smell like or know what like a room smells like after someone's just smoked in it, it's not that hard to place the smell of weed, and they look at you and they go. Did you just go outside and hit a joint? Yeah? Is there any left? Uh, sure, dude. You can you can have some. Here, take this. Sorry if I went all, like, corpse husband voice mode on you right there. Like, that's just, that's just my voice that I make to impersonate one of the people I used to work with. He had this, like, insanely deep voice. Big-ass dude. He was, like, five... I mean, not, like, a big dude, but, like, a more heavyset dude when I first started working there. And he was the dude that trained my other buddy how to be, like, a prep cook there. But his voice was, like, insanely deep. Like, you, you could feel it rumble. You could feel his voice, like, rumble in a room when he enunciated himself. That has nothing to do with marijuana. It, I just thought it was really, really cool. But, like, okay. So, first off, you gotta decide how do you kill the smell. Now, rule number one that I'm gonna say anyways. Is if you're working somewhere that you cannot, like, absolutely cannot get caught smoking weed... Don't smoke in your car while you're at work. And if you're going to smoke in your car, 
like after you get off work have like air fresheners and leave like the windows cracked a little bit for at least like an hour or two just so your car can air out from the drive home because I have seen people get called out at work because what they'll do is they'll go into their car and they'll hit like a bowl or a joint a couple times they'll have the window down and the windows down or something and they'll assume that that takes all the smoke out and if you're too scared to have the windows down then like you smoke with the windows up you're basically you well you're not basically you are what is called hotboxing if you don't know what hotboxing a car is please for the love of god click off of this video or not video click off of this podcast go to google look up hotboxing watch a couple videos and then you'll understand hotboxing i mean i don't even really need to tell you to do that i could just explain it real quick like for example if you are hotboxing a room like if i was to hotbox my room i would close all the vents close all the windows put like a towel underneath every single door and just all you do is you just start smoking hella dank in your room like you start just making like the room basically one big haze of smoke this applies to cars too you close the vents roll the windows up turn the ac off and you just smoke and it's been a good minute since i've hotboxed a car the last time i hotboxed a car was i want to say like maybe three months ago and it's got to be like seriously one of the best like most fun things you can do as a stoner i'm not even gonna lie like it's hotboxing even in a room or like we did a couple of times at my buddy's house we hotboxed his closet because he had one of those closets with like the sliding glass door that hung from the ceiling to the floor and it was on like a railing and we put like a blanket along the inside of the bottom of the closet and he had like christmas lights hung up in there with an electrical cable that ran underneath the other door that didn't open and so we had light in there we had like our weed in there he put like a bean bag like three bean bag chairs in there that we used to sit on and fucking just sit in there pull out like his phones and like i would use like my laptop that i had at the time and we'd be sitting there we'd be watching like fucking funny videos on youtube and shit and all of us would eventually like hit this point where we would zone in on whatever the fuck we were doing and just not talk for hours and it was great and uh that's the side effects of hotboxing you just kind of like you get really really high and since the smoke lingers in the air no matter what you're breathing in you're constantly breathing in smoke now according to the science part of this i did do a little research before bullshitting you guys you, they say you don't have to hold it in when you smoke. I think that's bullshit. It violates tradition. But apparently your lungs absorb like 97% of the active THC that's in your weed the second you inhale it. And I don't know how true that is. I don't know the science behind it. But we're going to get back to the purpose of this, which is work. So, tricks to deal with the smell. Go buy, like, car scented, the scented trees. Buy a scented candle. And hear me out on this one. Don't get one that's like super expensive that's going to be super duper strong. Get one that's like, you know, the two ninety nine ones that you can get at fucking Walmart. And if it's summertime, put that bitch in your car in direct sunlight. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's in a jar. The worst thing that happens is it turns to wax. Be careful when picking it up because that fucking shit will be hot. Leave it in your car. And as it melts naturally in your car... 
it'll release like this insanely strong scented candle odor of whatever you get. I like fruity smells for this. But you get the right candle, the right timing, the right sun. Like while you're at work, you could go smoke in your car and you could smoke a shitload. And all you got to do is just like have one of your windows cracked, have the air on so that it's blowing. Because fun fact, once you create that draft, it's like smoking next to a window. If you hold your, if you hold your joint low on the window, the smoke blows inwards. If you lift it up and you hold it like up above, up above shoulder level for me anyways, mind you, I'm 5'6". And the the higher you hold the joint, the, the smoke will draft out the window because hot air rises, cold air sinks in. And the same thing, I guess, applies to fucking cars, all right? I, I'm, I'm just, I just work here, man. I'm just here. But anyways, deal with the smell. Number two is dealing with where do you keep your weed while you're at work. The wrong answer is your purse and your locker. No, never. Do not. If you've got, like, dank on you and that shit even gets a little bit, like, too warm in your purse or your locker, if it's, like, summertime and you don't have great AC, or if, like, they have the heat on in the wintertime and it starts to kind of drift around the smell of weed in the air, I mean, legally, I don't think they can search your shit. But they'll be like, alright, who has... Your boss can look at everybody and be like, who the fuck has pot on them? And you can be called out like this in, like, broad daylight in front of all your coworkers, and there's not shit you can do about it. Because it's like, oh, I don't have weed. And then, but you sit there and go, well, I don't consent to any searches. Your ass is fired. Like, they will find a reason to fire you. It's not consenting to a search alone, I believe, is probable cause in California. Because they'll be like, well, obviously, if you're not going to let me search you, you have drugs on you, so uh, you can go home now. And I've never seen this happen, but the one thing I have seen happen is... Ooh, bump my knee on the little shelf. That hurt a little bit. But the one thing I have seen happen to a couple of coworkers is... They go out to their car, and they're smoking. And here's another cardinal rule. Wait until your boss is definitely not going to be catching you. Sorry, it's super windy outside, so you'll probably hear some of the shit moving around in my courtyard. But anyways, like, I have seen people go and sit down in their parking lots outside of work and, like, light up a joint. And then their boss comes out. And I've seen people get yelled at. I've seen people get fired. I've seen people be like, like, one, one, my, my, one of my bosses, I, I won't say your name on here, but you are one of the most amazing people in my life. Okay, thank you for the opportunity. She, I believe, caught one of the, our coworkers outside when he said he was taking his cigarette break and he was smoking a joint. And I was like, "Oh no, not not the homie, not not the not the not the buddy." But he literally like got fired right then and there. She was like, "Oh, are you smoking weed?" And he's like, "No," like trying to hold it in, like not exhale. And finally, he like coughs up a lung, and she looks at him and she goes, "Well, that's not a cigarette, and it smells like weed. I know what it smells like." And he's like, oh, so what? What are you going to do? Are you going to fire me for smoking weed? She's like, no. I'm going to fire you for being under the influence at work, which looks even worse on your employment record, dude. Like, I mean, to be fair, she could have just ignored it and been like, oh, okay, well, just go home. Like, you're fucking stoned. Like, but I mean, we always used to smoke at work. And thank God he never ratted me out because I liked that job that I had. But like... He was just so fucked up that day. That's another rule. Don't smoke in front of your boss. 
and don't get too fucked up at work. No, again, this, this goes back to what I've said in the last few fucking episodes. And if you haven't been paying attention, let me lay it down again for you. Know your limit that you can handle in any given situation. Experiment if you have to. Test things out if you must. But know exactly how much weed you can handle given any like situation that you could possibly get yourself into. Because I've been the guy that at some point in times I have been too high at a point where I should not have been a certain level of high. And it's just a shit show after that, man. Like, once you get to that level of high, coming back down from that is one of the hardest fucking things on the planet to do. Because it's like, once you get stoned, you're there. You just kind of got to wait it out. And if it's not weed that you smoked before or it's stronger stuff than you smoked before... You're going to be waiting it out for a fat fucking minute, my guy. Sorry, cotton mouth. I have to keep taking small sips of Monster and water. But anyways, I keep saying that. That's like that's like something I say a lot. But anyways, sorry, I apologize. Just just play it safe. Don't go crazy at work. You don't need to. You're there you're there to have a job. You're not there to get fucked up and have a great fucking time. I wish. That would that would be amazing. But alright. So let's get into the next part. Which kinda connects to the last part about knowing your limit. The next one is gonna be timing. It's everything. Like you can't like take your ten minute break in the middle of a busy rush hour, go get super high, come back and function as well as you could if you were if you were not as stoned. Unless like you're a regular smoker and you're only taking a couple of hits off a sativa. Like if you know what the fuck you're doing, then you're good. This this episode's not for you. You're covered. But to the people who are trying to figure it out and trying to like you know be like, oh well, what if I did decide to smoke at work? How would I go about doing so? These are just some of my ideas, my personal preferences. I'm not saying. Oh, you have to do this, or you must do this, or this is all you can do. Like, there's there's a multitude of ways you can smoke at work. The number one way right now, of course, is, like, carts and stizzies. Because carts and stizzies are just so easy to, like, slip in your pocket, carry around. They're low-key. Like, if I take a hit of this... Like, if I'm walking down the street with my hand over it and my thumb is, like, you know, if I have it so that you can't see, like, the California weed symbol on it, and you can't see the Stizzy logo if I have my hand around the bottom of it, like, I could even just hold it like a cigarette and you'll just think it's, like, an e-cig or something. Like, you'll think I'm just some dirty hipster, which, sad to admit, I kind of am. I apologize. Well, not dirty, but a little bit hipster. But anyways, again, there I go saying that same fucking phrase. Like, if you're going to roll low-key, keep it low-key. Know your timing. Know how much you can handle within a certain, like, given amount of time. Like, yeah, this is coming from the guy that's both smoking a bowl and smoking off of his dizzy at the same time during a podcast. But I'm sitting in the comfort of my room, not behind the cash register right now. So, like, I'll be 100% honest with you. If I had to go to work right this moment, if they called me and were like, Hey, you need to come in. Would I be able to go to work? Probably not. But to sit here and bullshit with you guys? That I can do in any fucked up state of mind. 
because these are just a few of the little tips and tricks that I've got, you know? It's just like, uh, there's obvious, obvious fucking rules, which is like, don't bring like a giant piece with you to work. Don't take like your favorite three and a half foot fucking tall bong with you to work that you have to put in the tr passenger side of your car to fucking smoke out of. Like, don't, don't bring like a giant massive handpipe that's gonna like make you sit there and question what the fuck you're doing with your existence. Like, there, there, there's no need for such, what's the word? Not extensive. It starts with an E. But like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the word. I don't know the word. I can't think of the word. I'm sorry, guys. Such eccentric. That's what it is. There we go. I fucking nailed that. First try. You guys didn't hear that whole part where I couldn't remember the word. All right. We'll we'll talk about that in another episode. But it's a, It's like you don't need like these fancy fucking pieces unless you're smoking with coworkers, and it's like after hours or something. You're like, yo, check out this new pipe I got. And even then, make sure these are coworkers you can trust that aren't gonna go run and tell your fucking boss on you. Because I've had that happen a couple of times, and I've managed to bullshit my way around a few things. But like, I I did ask had a I had a bowl on me once at work, and one of my coworkers asked me about it, and he's like, "Hey, why do you have a pipe in your pocket?" Because I had put my hand in my pocket to grab my phone, and I pulled out my pipe, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Excuse me. I had to burp. I apologize. It came out of nowhere. But anyways, like normal, I said it again. Normally, like, I would never, ever, ever take a bowl to work, especially not one that looked as fresh as this one. Because I guess I had smoked that morning, like, had my morning bowl, and I never put my bowl in my pocket. So I didn't remember putting it in my pocket, unless I had to, like, I think I sat it down so that I could pick up my cereal bowl and my spoon. Instead of just putting the spoon in the cereal bowl, and I just decided, oh, this is cold. It's cooled off, you know, it's not burning hot anymore, and I shoved that shit in my pocket. Bad idea. Again, low-key is everything at work. Like, I mean, if you're going to run, if you're going to roll something like, you know, like a joint or whatever at work, like, you know, you do you. Pinch it between your two fingers, furthest away from you. Take a drag and hold it out away from you, normally straight up so the smoke goes one direction and you can stand opposite the direction the smoke is blowing. But when you exhale, exhale up and push out. Exhale hard so it pushes the smoke away from you. Your breath is still gonna smell like weed, but we're all wearing fucking face masks right now, so that shit doesn't matter. You know, just stay safe, stay smart, don't get caught, don't get in trouble, guys. That's that's all I really give a shit about is I want you guys to enjoy your smoking experience and have a good old time. And I'll probably come up with another list of tips and shit when I'm not super stoned at what is it, four oh seven AM? But anyways, guys, enjoy the wake and bake. I hope you like this little chat we had. I hope some of, some of it at least made you laugh or maybe you learned something. I have no fucking idea. But anyways, love you guys. And I will see, well, I won't see you, but I'll hear you. Well, no, you know what? Neither of those actually work now that I'm thinking about it. I know you'll be here in the next episode of the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. Later, guys. Have a good one.